Well, smart, I just want to share with you some thoughts about biblical giving. Now, there's a lot of thoughts and opinions about how one should respond in this whole area of giving. And, you know, people, you know, they have their views, they have their responses, they do kind of what they want to do sometimes. But, you know, we need to realize that the Bible actually does give us direction and how we should give and uh, what we should give. And so that is what I kind of want to refer to here this morning. Uh, giving is a good thing. It is a blessing to give. And our, our church has been a good church. Our church has been a generous church. And uh, we, we desire to continue in that area. Our community has been a giving community. And interesting, as you read the stats, Canada tells us that per capita that rural, rural Albertans are the best givers in Canada. And so that's a pretty good thing. I, I look at that and I see some of the blessings that happen to us here in Alberta. And I think, well, you know what? It's because there's givers in Alberta and uh, especially rural Alberta. So there's good things that are taking place in rural Alberta. Now, as I talk about giving, I want to make it very clear that you're welcome in this church uh, whether you give or whether you don't give, uh, whether you give much or whether you give little. And, and we do understand that people's finances can be stretched and sometimes uh, people cannot respond. So just want to get that out there so you don't feel any pressure as I'm speaking this or that I'm trying to, you know, to, you know put extra, uh, manipulate you to try to make you give more. And uh, so uh, don't, don't think in that sense. Uh, of course, we do encourage people to give. That's how our church operates. Uh, it is totally by donations. So we, uh, we don't have some secret bank account somewhere or some kind of business somewhere uh, that helps us that. Everything is done uh, by the generosity of others. And so uh, just that you uh, keep that in mind. Of course, you can give here. We've tried to make uh, giving as easy as possible. Uh, you can give by envelopes that you have there in your seats. Uh, you see the envelopes there as you go out. There's some little uh, wooden boxes. You can put an offering in there. And also uh, the room on your first left as you go out, uh, you can give there by debit or credit card. You can also go online at bfwc.ca and uh, you have various ways there that you can give uh, to through uh, credit card or e-transfers. So lots of different ways uh, to give and we do appreciate the fact that you do. As we become Christians you know, priorities start to change uh, in our lives. Lifestyle changes uh, start to happen. And, and that's where people start changing, even the area of giving. And people start shifting uh, in their giving. And usually uh, giving towards God is one of those things that uh, people do. And we do believe in that as a church. I believe that people should set aside a certain sum of money uh, to give unto the work of the Lord. And some people, you hear that word tithe or 10%. We do believe in that. We don't force people to do it. Uh, we just tell people, you know what? That's what God says that we should be doing. Your choice, whether you want to or whether you don't. We, we do not force anyone to give or not give. And so just uh, let that out there. And, you know, we welcome you to consider uh, giving to the work of the Lord if you're not already doing that. But again, you are welcomed here whether you do or not. Now, when we talk about tithing, tithing is a biblical principle uh, found in Scripture. Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, right from uh, the book of Genesis. Before the law was ever given, uh, there was tithing uh, took place. When the law came, tithing was also included in that as well. 
As we come into the New Testament, Jesus talks about tithing. And then as you get into the book of Hebrews, it goes back, brings us right back to the book of Genesis, talking again about tithing. But other than that, you don't see a whole lot about tithing uh, in the New Testament. Uh, but it is there. And we'll talk a little bit uh, about that uh, a little bit later on. But anyway, there's been a lot of changes in Christianity throughout the years where, you know, people are, are making lots of different choices. Uh, in Canada right now, it seems that we're on a downward trend uh, at the moment uh, where uh, people are, are not attending church. That number is getting smaller and smaller. Uh, but we're not going to believe that that's going to be continue on. I'm believing that there's going to be a harvest that's still going to come and that's going to get turned around. And uh, so I am believing for that. But as it happens, you know, people are doing things differently, and sometimes that also includes in the area of giving, uh, where people are facing new financial challenges, and sometimes, you know, uh, when you face those challenges, sometimes the first place that people take away is from giving. And uh, really, that, that's not really a good choice, uh, but we just stick that out there for you. Now, because of all that, we're, we're finding that churches are also doing different ways of giving. And I just mentioned to you how our own church is doing uh, different ways uh, to receive offerings, trying to make it as easy as uh, possible for people uh, to give. But there's also some bad ways that people are uh, resorting to. Uh, some, uh, sometimes people manipulate people, uh, get them all psyched up. Uh, so they give, and you know, I feel bad for those people sometimes because they'll empty out their wallet, and then they'll walk out and realize, what did I just do? Man, that guy was good. And, uh, and then we also have the professional money raisers and, uh, that we can get in there as well. And so some churches have resorted to other things that really aren't always good. Some things are good, and some things are not. And, and for me personally, I'm not really comfortable with uh, you know, having professional money, cha- uh, money raisers and all that kinds of things. Uh, I, I've always kind of felt, just to be honest, if there's a need, you speak the need. Uh, you tell people what the Bible says, and you just leave that rest with people. And so that's kind of where I'm at and what you'll hear uh, at this church. But we want to be honest, and we want to be talking about what the Bible has to say. And that's something that's very important for us as a church and a congregation to speak to you and tell you what does the Bible say. And uh, that's what's really important. We're, we're not so much denominational uh, as what we want to be telling people about. This is what God's Word says. This is what the Bible says. And that's something that's very, very important uh, to our church. You know, as we look at the trends and things that are happening in Christianity, you know, I, I am seeing a positive. Uh, even though we've gone through COVID, we've seen a lot of people that uh, kind of didn't, uh, weren't part of the church during that time, and then they never came back. And that's a reality that has happened, concerning reality. However, on the positive side, we're seeing more and more new people rising up, coming into the church that are wanting a real authentic faith and that do want to respond and experience biblical Christianity. And that part's exciting. Uh, even in our own church here, we've been uh, seeing numbers of new people and if you're one of those new people today, welcome. Uh, you're welcome to be a part of this church and uh, welcome to be a part of what God is doing in these days. And I'm expecting a whole lot more uh, as people start coming in. I have opportunities almost every day 
uh, just to talk to people about God, to talk to people about church. And, and I'm not trying. It, it just happens. And so uh, that's a pretty cool thing that's starting to take place. I know many of you have the same story as well. And I want to tell you, friends, there are good times ahead. Uh, I, I know, you know, the trends, social media, and all those kinds of things, and I've been part of some of the studies that they ha have done and, you know, read the results of those studies. And, you know, there's some pretty neat information that is out there, some things that we've got to watch out for to guide us, to lead us. But, you know, more important than that, we need to be listening to what the Holy Spirit is still saying, what the Holy Spirit is saying and speaking uh, into people's lives. And, uh, you know, hearing lots of stories today where God is encountering people that it seems like God is like, he's tired of us not doing it, so he's out there doing it. And he's encountering people. He's speaking to people. And he's giving them visions. He's giving them dreams. He's uh, appearing to people and uh, causing them to have faith in him and, and to serve the Lord. But we ourselves, it's uh, important that we concentrate what does the word say and, and look at the word and uh, to be concentrating on what is God saying at this time. And, and as we receive that and hear that, that we just got to follow that in faith, believing, you know, that God has something good in store for his people yet. And you know what? I can guarantee you as you come to this church, you're going to hear what the Bible has to say because that really is important to every one of us from our board of our church to the people of our church and to me as a pastor. Uh, those things are all important. So biblical giving is part of our Christian faith. And there's some awesome blessings that are uh, associated with that. And, and so this morning, I just thought I'd let you know some thoughts of what the Bible has to say about giving. Because, you know, as we read this text from the Apostle Paul, he's kind of giving the church here, you know, here's some final things that, you know, I want to put all together for you that will help you in this whole area of biblical giving. And so there's some pretty neat things that are in there. We won't get them all, but we'll get a number of those that where you will see that you can be blessed and that you can be encouraged through biblical giving. So one of the first things we see in the Apostles Paul's address to the Corinthian church was that joy is an appropriate response to biblical giving. It should be a joy for us that we can give to the work of God, and it should be. It should be a joy to us. 2 Corinthians 18 says, uh, sorry, 8.2 says, they're being tested, this church was being tested by many troubles, and they're very poor, but they're filled with abundant joy, which is overflowed in rich generosity. See, biblical giving should be a joy to us no matter where we are in a financial plane or what's going on in our lives. It still should be a joy to give to God. And whether we're in good times or bad times, it's very important that we keep a spirit of joy as we give. Now, I realize that, you know, not everyone may be there every Sunday when it comes to giving or because of circumstances in our lives, but that's important for us to have, have a joy in our giving. And, and maybe a good question for us that maybe have been Christians for a longer period of time is to ask ourselves, do you still have a joy when it comes to giving? Now, I know it can be frustrating when your financial position has changed and uh, these last few years, the financial position has changed for a number of people and you're not able to give like you used to. And I want to encourage you, don't let that rob your joy of giving. Uh, you still have other ways besides money uh, that you can give. You can 
you know, give by volunteering. You can give by serving. Uh, you can give by making things for some people or buying a simple gift for somebody or just finding out somebody needs a helping hand and you go over there and you help them. So giving is more than just money. So we just don't want you to think that it's only about money. There, our joy in giving, the Bible says, should be abundant, should be overflowing, should be eager to respond, be enthusiastic about it. That's how excited we should be to give. 2 Corinthians 9, 2 says, For I know how eager you are to help, and I've been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you and Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. It was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. So biblical giving should be a joy to us, should be something we look forward to, should be something that we do willingly, not grudgingly or reluctantly or feeling under pressure. You know, if we're giving and those measures, you know, uh, grudgingly or reluctant or feel we're under pressure, then it should be a sign to us, you know, something's wrong here in our whole approach to giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So biblical giving involves joy, involves excitement, enthusiasm, and it needs to be done cheerfully. I was really blessed here the last uh, couple months back. Uh, I was talking with an individual in our church, and they were looking for another part-time job to help with their income, and they got that job, and they were very, very thankful for that part-time job to help supplement uh, their income. And they called me one day, and uh, they were saying, Pastor, Pastor, Man, I just can't wait for Sunday because I have an offering to give. I said, well, that's awesome. Uh, that's good to hear. He said, you know about that job? I got that part-time job. I said, yeah. He said, well, uh, I got my first paycheck from that job. And, and pastor, you know what? I feel I'm supposed to give the whole thing to God. I said, really? I said, where'd you get that idea? He said, pastor, I've been listening to the word of God. And the word of God talks about a first fruit offering. And he said, I believe this is our first fruit from that job. And he said, so that's what I'm going to do. Pastor, I can't wait to get here on Sunday because I'm going to give that whole check to the Lord. And he did. But what blessed me was not that he gave the check, was that he was excited. He was excited about giving because he had read the Word of God and saw it in the Word of God and called me up to say, hey, Pastor, I am so excited. And I think, man, I said, you know, that kind of speaks to us as older Christians that is our excitement still there? Are we as excited as that person to give into the Lord? You just can't wait to come and to give. Well, that's what it's about. There should be a joy as we give. And then secondly, in biblical giving, generosity is a key. Christians are to be generous people. And that is to be exemplified in our giving. 2 Corinthians 8, 2. They're being tested by many troubles. And they're very poor but they're also filled with abundant joy, which is overflowed in rich generosity. Notice that the church did not allow troubles or even financial issues to stop their joy or their generosity. They even begged for more opportunities. Can you imagine that, begging, saying, oh, no, take up another offering. I, I was thinking uh, when I was at Dr. Amashaw in, uh, in Nigeria, and we were at the wedding no one told me how they take up offerings there. I didn't know any better. And they took up an offering. And everyone marched up and they put their money in and that was really wonderful and good. And 
I only had bigger bills. I didn't have any small bills. And so I was putting in big bills, and I can see the minister was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, then there was another offering. And they went around again, and they put some more. And again, I only had those bigger bills. I kept putting those in. And then there was another offering. Uh, I think there's at least three offerings we had that day. But you know what? The people were happy. You know what? They were joyous. They were, they were having fun. And, uh, you know, that kind of, I was reminded of that again today of being generous. Be generous to the Lord. You can have fun. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that today and uh, start doing some marching around, although maybe we should again. The church uh, that my wife grew up into, that's how they always took an offering. They used to have uh, boxes here at the front of the church, and that every time in the service, they would have people march up by and put their offerings uh, in that box. And so different places do it different ways. But uh, with COVID, we kind of got away from those offering plates and uh, are doing these boxes ourselves here. But it should be a joy to get. But it's interesting, the church did not allow trouble, financial issues, to affect their joy or their generosity. And that would seem kind of crazy to most people. Like, are you crazy? Are you going to give? Like, don't you realize that, you know, things are tight this month and you're still going to give? Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm crazy for Christ. I'm crazy that God has done so much for me and sacrificed so much for me that I'm willing to sacrifice for him. And that's what the early church did. The expressions of generosity were just amazing. It was interesting this week that uh, a person that uh, they don't go to our church, they, they visited our church uh, in the past years, and uh, they send us an offering from time to time, and uh, usually twice a year, and you know, uh, there's uh, actually a couple of people that do that, one person like $2,500, another person $5,000, and they're still giving to their church and doing those things, but they just want to be generous. And we are blessed by that. I find it kind of interesting that often those offerings come when we have a bad month. It's kind of crazy how that can happen, that, you know, we have kind of a bad month here, and all of a sudden there's a special offering that comes in from somebody that doesn't even attend church. I think that's so cool. But anyway, the Bible says that generosity is an area that we should excel in. And, you know, when you kind of look at this whole thing of tithing. You know, some people get talked about, well, I don't know if tithing is talked about a whole lot in the New Testament, so I, I, I really don't want to uh, do that. Well, it is talked about in the New Testament, as we said, in the Gospels and the book of Hebrews. But see, there's a new standard that we see in the New Testament, and that new standard is generosity, that you give much more than just a tithe. You become a generous person. And when you look at the uh, early church, like they did some extravagant things. Some sold their homes, some sold their land, and they would just come and they give everything uh, to the church and just bless the church. And so that was really the new normal that happened in the early church over the Old Testament. A, genero- a spirit of generosity began to arise. And 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. So generosity is a principle that works. And I know that's here in our community as well. When there are needs that arise in our area, our community always responds well. And so very thankful for that, that we can be part of this community that is a very generous community. It really is. 
And the Bible says that as you give, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be given back to you. It's going to be pressed down, shaken together, running over. So you really can't go wrong when you're generous because it is a biblical principle from God. Then thirdly in this text, we see that lordship needs to be supreme in biblical giving. 2 Corinthians 8, 5. They even did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. So coming to a place of faith in Jesus Christ makes a huge difference in this whole area of giving. Uh, when you come to faith in Christ, uh, things change. Your, your heart changes, and there's uh, different priorities in your life, and there's things that you want to invest in and some things that you don't want to invest in anymore. And so things change as you become a Christian. But what was really neat here that Paul was pointing out was that these people were coming to that place where they were making Jesus their Lord. Now, it's very important uh, as a Christian that you need to believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's very important. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So it's very important step of faith that we believe in Jesus. But you know what? So often, that's exactly what we say, believe in Jesus. We kind of miss the first statement, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. And even when it comes to giving, that's an important part. How do you make Jesus Lord? Well, it even comes in this whole process of giving. And, and again, a lot of people miss that part about Jesus being Lord in your life. To make Jesus Lord in your life is to make him your master, is to plead allegiance to him. It's choosing to obey him and to do what he says. And, and one of those tests, there's different tests, but one of those tests, whether Jesus is Lord in our lives, is our giving. Your giving will show that either Jesus is Lord of, of your life or you're Lord of your life, or even worse, that something else is Lord of your life. Follow the money, and you will find out who is Lord of your life. You know, and that's where tithing can come in there as well. Um, you know, tithing is something that we bring the whole tithe into the stores. So that's something, you know, over here, there, and everywhere. And that, that's becoming a, a thing of today where people like to do that, spread it all over the place. And, and that's not really biblical. It's to bring the whole tithe to the, to the house of the Lord. And again, you're acknowledging Jesus is Lord. When you bring that tithe, you bring that offering, you're, you're acknowledging, look, Jesus is Lord. I'm surrendering this to him. And I know as I do his will, that he is going to bless me. 2 Corinthians 9, 13, as a result of your ministry, they're going to give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers for it will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. So giving proves the genuineness of our faith. It proves that Jesus really is Lord of our lives. It proves our sincerity. It proves our obedience. And so those things are very important. And sometimes we kind of forget to talk about those things when we talk about biblical giving, even when we talk about having faith in Jesus. Uh, don't just believe in Jesus. Make Jesus your Lord and your master. Now, the next two points here are, are, are things about blessings uh, that we receive as we give to God. And uh, as we give to God, you need to realize that God himself will bless you. 
you know, there are many blessings that God will give to us as we give. Now, I could go through a whole lot of them. There's a lot of them uh, from Old Testament to New Testament, but we're just going to stick in 2 Corinthians here 8 and 9 because there's enough of them there to hold our attention for this morning. But as you give, it opens up the doors of blessing from God himself towards you. And as you read uh, here in this uh, passage of Scripture of uh, 2 Corinthians 9, uh, verses 7 right through to 12, you will see that God will indeed intervene in your life because of your response to give to him. I'm just going to read verse 8 and verse 10. And it says, And God, verse 8, will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So obviously God loves us to give. Uh, We may not really consider that an important part of our worship, but it is. Uh, I I know a lot of people used to say when we take up the offering, uh, oh, well, that's just a break in the service. That's a time to run out to the bathroom or whatever. It's a very important part of worship. It offers like a fragrance unto God as we give. And God says, I love cheerful givers. When God sees cheerful givers, it gets God excited. And he takes note of that and pours out his love on us. And, and you know, when you think just about that in itself, that God would pour out his love on us, man, that is worth everything that we can do and every response that we could give to God, that he's going to do that. He's going to pour out his love on us. But there's a lot of other verses here that talk about things that God himself will do as he responds to us in our giving. Verse 8 says that God will generously provide for all your needs and it will bless your resources that you might have extra. That's kind of a neat thing. So God wants to bring us from a land of just enough to a land of more than enough. Those of you who remember Clive Pick, that was one of his famous sayings as he talked and did seminars about giving. And so very, very true. God wants to provide resources for you that you might have extra. You get God's involvement uh, in your finances. Verse 9 reminds us that God sees our giving and that they will be remembered. God doesn't forget your giving or your sacrifices that you made for the kingdom of God. People may forget what you've done, but God will never forget what you've done. And so as you've given to the Lord uh, today or given to the Lord in the past or years past, and maybe you didn't feel that that gift was appreciated, you need to know that God saw it, God appreciated it, and God will bless you uh, for that. You know, we can think of the the story that Jesus gave of the the woman coming uh, to give, and and she, she only put in two little coins, and then all the other people, they're putting in these big, big offerings, And Jesus said to his disciples, did you see that lady? She gave more than anybody else because she gave all that she had. So Jesus takes note of what you give. He sees it all. So take comfort in that. Verse 10 tells us that God will provide for us and increase our resources that we might even be more generous. So God obviously desires to bless us financially. Uh, It's not a one-way street that, you know, you just give an offering to God and, oh, it's gone. 
No, God is saying, listen, I want to bless you. And I want to bless you that you can even be more generous and have more money that you can bless other people as well. And so that's what God wants to do. He wants to bless our resources. And then in verse 11, God says that God will enrich our lives in every area that we might be able to be even more generous. So God is going to bless us in every area of our lives. So whatever is going on in your life where there needs to be an enrichment, maybe there needs to be health. Maybe there needs to be strength. Uh, maybe you're having anxiety issues or whatever uh, issues may be going. Maybe you're struggling financially. God says, I want to come into your life and enrich your life that you can be even more generous. So that's another beautiful thing that God is wanting us to be in a better financial position. And so when you think of finances, I know we've never been taught that uh, unless you grew up in a church that God wants to be part of your finances. God wants to prosper you. God does uh, want to bless you. And that's not the prosperity gospel. It's just a fact that God does want to be involved in our lives. And then lastly, in this text, we see that the blessings of giving not only come from God, they also come from other people. Not only will God bless us for our giving, other people will bless us for our giving as well. And again, if you want to read chapter 9, 11 through to 14, uh, you're going to see those verses that talk about how people will respond back to you and, and bless you because of your giving. I'm going to read verses 12 through to 14. It says, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. When you give, it affects the lives of other people. You know, you may never realize or maybe never even see how many lives have been touched because you gave. Even as a church and a congregation, as you've given to a church, you have no idea of how many lives have been blessed simply because you gave to a local church. And so, that, again, that's something that is very, very uh, important. And uh, people do get blessed by our giving. And verse 11 talks about that we're meeting the needs of others when we give. And that will cause them to give thanks, not only for you, but also thanks to God. And that's a good blessing, knowing that people are giving thanks to you, but they're also giving thanks to God because you gave. Uh, verse 12, pretty much the same thing, that our giving meets the needs of others around us and the needs of others who are far away like this Corinthian church giving to the Jerusalem church to help them in their time of need. And that causes great joy. And you can think of uh, the donations that have been made here to go to Ukraine. Do you not think that those people in Ukraine are thankful for people from around the world that have responded there to say, we want to help you, and they're sending monies to help them, they're sending food and clothing and all those kinds of things uh, to help people uh, even our own community, as you think of different responses uh, throughout the years to floods that have happened in Canada, to fires that have happened to Canada and our community, coming together, sending things there, and uh, those people are thankful for that. 
And they're thanking God for saying, you know what? God, I just thank those people in St. Paul that sent a gift. They're thankful for that. They really are. And so to me, that, that sounds like a pretty good ministry where Thanksgiving is rising up back to ourselves, but rising up to God because people are crying out to God. They say, God, I'm needing these fine. God, I'm needing help. And suddenly a person comes by and responds to that. And so that's a beautiful thing that we all can do. Verse 13 reminds us that the recipients of our giving will give glory and praise to God, and that will set an example for other believers to follow and how they should respond. So you're setting an example that as you're generous, as you're giving, uh, again, people are again giving praise to God, giving thanks uh, to God. And it is a cool thing uh, to know that sometimes as you give, uh, I know sometimes you may give to a, an individual or a person that may be going through a difficult time. And sometimes they're not able to say anything because emotions has really gripped them because they're so thankful because this is indeed an answer to prayer for them. Then lastly, verse 14 tells us that people will pray for us with deep affection because of our giving, filled with gratitude for what has been received. So if you need more people praying for you, give. Give. Our giving results in people praying blessings over us. It sure sounds like a great thing to be involved in, this whole thing about giving, because God blesses us, and so do people. They bless us. They pray for us. They're thankful for us. And, you know, just in case you don't know, even our own government of Canada says thank you every year to us when you give, there's a place in your income tax, uh, which is the best place uh, for a reduction in your taxes because they acknowledge the fact that you gave to a charitable organization. And so that can help a whole lot with uh, income tax. So literally, it actually pays to give in Canada. It really does. So there are a lot of great blessings out there just because people choose to give. So, so I hope you better understand this morning as we come to a close here and wrap this up that you know, this whole area of giving uh, amongst Christians, maybe it's a little bit different than you know, depending on your background or how you were raised, but this is how the Bible says we should be giving. It's important to us. It's not because, oh, we need to pay our bills. Do we have bills of the church just as you do? But giving honors God. Giving is what God desires from us. Giving is God's idea and it's God's plan for the church. And it's important that we recognize that. I just want to take this moment as well to say thank you for your generosity, for your giving, and uh, that you responded to those times when God spoke to you and said, I want you to give or I want you to do this. And we really do appreciate that. And we're very thankful for your generosity, your kindness, your obedience. Uh, to the Word of God, and I just want to say thank you so much uh, for all those blessings. And because of that, we're able to do the things that we are doing as a church. We're able to give to other areas and ministries around the world, around Alberta, around our own community, and uh, we're able to meet those uh, all the normal bills that are here as well. And so again, thank you so much. It really is important. 